Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, my name is Pete Kinkle Schuster. Justin Peter Kinkle Schuster. Um, we're here at the Sunstroke House in Columbus, Mississippi. And, um, we're talking and playing and hanging out with Alan here after we play the show at Jamie's house. Um, this, I guess, let me think here. I'll do a song. Um, this is one I didn't play tonight. It's off of uh, my most recent record. Um. The song is called Poor Relations. Hands and knees on 
Spencer Thomas. The song is called Harder Than It Used to Be. Heads in the 
sand while temperatures are higher soon enough we'll see the world on fire yeah when i want to turn my head i think of what our fathers said call it the land of the brave and free well that's harder than it used to be yeah when i want to turn my head i think of what our fathers said call it the land of the brave and free well that's harder than it used to be well that's harder than it used to be that's harder than it used to be well guys uh i'm excited about uh this episode here sure um Glad to be here. i've seen a lot of great shows in this room i bet <laughs> and uh tonight was no exception um i've, I've never uh, we had uh we had Brad Armstrong and Taylor Hollinsworth. Um, they they shared a set similar, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a back and forth. That was a it was a special evening, guys. Cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely memorable. And so, uh, guys, just to start this thing off, and uh, Pete, you can go or Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about growing up sure. and uh, where you're from, and just kind of how you got into music and. Uh, how, how the ball roll, maybe the influences behind it, and how you got there. Man, uh, well, let me let me uh, think of the most concise way to go about this. Um, I grew up in a small town in Arkansas called Greenwood, um, and. Uh, the as far as uh, getting into music, um, the first the first memory that I have of like hearing a song and having a con- like feeling a connection to a song was is being was I probably was like uh, maybe four or five six years old and. Uh, being like homesick from school or something and my mother singing uh, You're My Sunshine and that's like the first conscious memory that I have of like um, being like having a realization in a sense of being um, like having an emotional reaction to a song to a piece of music and um and I think like I've been hooked on and like chasing that feeling from songs ever since and so um so yeah I mean that that's like my first memory of some of like understanding songs and and sort of the power that they have 
um, or not like understanding it as an adult understands things, but like just having that spark of like, um, holy, holy shit, little kid Pete saying holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, but no, and then, you know, my mom always had, um, my mom was real into music and there was always like, she was always playing really cool, cool music, um, which isn't a, you know, as a kid growing up is not something that you really necessarily, um, think is cool. Think is cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, and I just, when I got old enough to sort of be more aware of what music was and what songs were and like, you know, the radio, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, getting to be like 10, 12 years old. Um, then it started to get into my head like, this is, you know, just like this is something I want to do or would like to try to do or was compelled to do. And so they get, I, I got them to get me a guitar, I think, when I was 12 or 13. And so, um, you know, the first guitar that they got me was like this, uh, like a really shitty uh you know, classical, not even a classical guitar, like, you know, one of those, it's, it was in between a toy guitar and like, kind of this guitar you're looking at, like, okay, very, it looked like a classical guitar, but was not. So we're not saying first act from Walmart, but. Uh, this is, yeah, this is before first act from Walmart. This was like something that my dad probably got from like a pawn shop or something for like 20 bucks. But it's like, it makes sense, because like, they couldn't have known. I mean, they knew that I loved music, but they didn't know, like, I don't think that they understood that it was something that I would really, like, stay with or try to mm-hmm. try to work on. But anyway, so they got me this real shitty guitar that, like, didn't even, like, two of the tuners weren't on it. I had to, like, I'm, like, learning how to tune a guitar with, like, a needle-nose pliers and, like... <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of nowhere to go but <laughs> from that. Um, but, yeah, so as soon as they bought me that guitar, like, um, I just remember, like, the fir- like before I knew anything about anything, like, I was trying to write songs. Um, just, like, try- just, like, was just something that I, I guess I felt like I wanted and had to do and so um and I've been trying ever since um yeah we'll talk a little bit more about the song process songwriting in a little while Spencer what about you growing up and just how you got into it in the music um well I I grew up in a suburb of Jackson called Madison um and uh I mean I just grew up my Mom was all into, uh, we always listened to the oldie station, Motown stuff, you know what I mean? Uh So it's like just always listening to something like with a hook, a singable chorus, you know? It was like, that was really my mom, something she could snap her finger to or she's always, (laughs) yeah, always tapping her finger on the steering wheel, you know? And I have, like, just remember like riding around with her as she was running errands or or with my dad, it was a whole different thing. It was like the Eagles, Jackson Brown, the Doors. Um, I mean, and Tom Petty, I would say, was like the first 
artist I remember like singing words to like in pull-ups you know <laughs> singing won't back down and, and it was like I mean I remember like me and my sister we were in our living room in our in our house um, in our old neighborhood and we were you know it was like her song was free falling and mom was won't back down and we were just like you know it was like Saturday night mom's cooking dinner and I'm just like hey baby <laughs> you know I mean before I knew, before I knew anything about anything it's just like I knew that those songs stuck with me but I didn't know that I wanted to do music um, and to, like my first instrument was the tuba I played tuba it was a 6th grade yeah. band I played saxophone yeah so you know and I mean it's like I had no idea that I had any sort of any sort of knack or that it was something that I, I should have done I mean I was when I was in middle school I was like just kind of overweight kid playing a lot of video games just not really sort of just a wandering soul, you know, just kind of directionless in a lot of ways. But then uh, I remember I had a friend in the eighth grade who showed me how to play drums. And then I started seriously considering like, oh, if I spent just as much time playing music as I did playing video games, this could be something. I could probably get pretty good because I spent a lot of time playing video games. And then after that, after that realization, I was like, I, I, didn't, I hardly touched a video game ever again, you know, just because I was like, I got something that, like, I really love to do that feels more worthwhile to me and possibly to other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so with that came uh, just dabbling in, in, like, guitar and dabbling on a keyboard and, you know, eventually picking up bass and then... Uh, by the time I got to college, uh, me and my friend Zach Lovett, we, we started a couple bands together. Uh, we played in uh, Young Valley together, and he was really, he had been writing for a handful of years, and he really taught me how to how to write tunes and sort of find my own voice. And then from then on, it was kind of onward and upward to where I am now. So during that time, was you still in Jackson College soon? I was at, I was at Delta State in Cleveland, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And so um, we got our guitars and we're learning. And you mentioned um, Young Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, for both of y'all, can take it either way, and we can just open this up to where it's back mm-hmm. and forth, however y'all want to do it. But um, when did it come from covering music to let, let's write our own music, let's make you our know, own sound? One thing I thought of while Spencer <clears throat> was talking was like. Um, one of the things that I remember, like, in those, like, kind of early teenage years for me, uh, it was never thinking about, like, this is, it was, I never would have dreamed that I would be able to try to, try to, like, do music for a living, but the thing that I remember being, like, obsessed with and fascinated about was, like, um, was, like, albums, and, like, you know, I would, like, buy tapes, for a long time all I had was tapes but I would like buy these buy tapes and then later on I'd buy CDs and I would just be like you know in my room like obsessed with like just looking at the artwork and the lyrics and all the credits and things and just being like fascinated by that as a thing like this is a thing that people made and it just being like this real mysterious um, world and just wanting to try to do like try to emulate that and so even like I remember like as soon as I could even 
like get together my buddies or whatever and like have our you know our little Jam crummy time. yeah just like our you know me and my buddies who would like you know the the guy who we convinced to play the drums and the guy who I could like convince to buy a bass and like whatever like as soon as we had we all had our instruments and like I was like trying to like teach them teach them like songs that I had made up but also like the other thing was like you know I had my mom like playing kind of like interesting cool stuff at the house but then also it was like the only thing around was um you know like the classic rock and the oldies radio and so like just in having all those songs like kind of um you know <laughs> blasted into your head like whenever you're driving around in the car or whatever right you know riding to the store and you know riding to school whatever and like i remember when i started to like figure out that like when I try to like learn those classic rock songs or like oldies songs like on guitar like learn them and sing them I remember just like feeling like oh shit like this is a song I heard on the radio like this is a Creedence Clearwater Revival song that I can learn how to like I can figure it out and yeah. I can sing it and we can go out in the garage and I can get my boombox and I can put a tape in the boombox and I can make a recording of me and my buddies like trying to play the song like <laughs> That to me, that is the other thing I remember just being like just the thing. I was like, I can make, I can, yeah. I can try to do the thing. Uh, like I can try to make a recording. Like just being like, that's the kind of like that's the kind of thing I remember growing up and being like, man, I just like I just want to try to. I just want to try to do that. I just want to try to make yeah. something like that. Like that to me always felt like, you know, the highest goal was just to like first. Get a guitar. Second, try to write a song. Third, like try to put it on, put a tape in the boombox, and just like try to try to make something. Yeah. I don't know. Man, the first day I moved my drum set down to the garage, and my friends pushed, shoved their amps in there, and we all just made a bunch of noise. It was just like, oh yeah, the just most like yeah. exhilarating, like yeah, you're, light, oh right, you're man. like yeah, you're like we're gonna. We're gonna do it, you know. We're shooting Man. for the stars. I was so I was so excited. Like my the first time we did that, my my buddy, he had a drum. He had a shitty drum set, and he didn't even have any cymbals. And I was like, <laughs> but I was like, I was like in the house. We're in the in the garage, and I'm like, what can we do for a cymbal? So I got my mom had a, you know, one of those uh, roasting pans, like a blue. <laughs> But a certain, not the round, not the oval one, but a round yeah. one. And I took the lid from this blue roasting pan and like got a piece of rope and tied it from the uh, in the garage, you know, where the garage door comes up. Uh-huh. And there's the metal the thing. Yeah, I like tied the uh, pot lid to the rope to the top of the garage <laughs> thing and like hung it right beside of his drums, beside his drums, his drum sets for like a fucking. A symbol, man. Oh man, I just—I just, I like just remembered that. Oh, probably not. It probably sounded. <laughs> it probably didn't sound anything like a symbol. But like that's the—that's the level of like pure like desperation, but also just like you know, you don't care. You just want to try. You just want to do whatever you can or whatever you have to do to try to. Um, Try to make the thing. I don't know. It's yeah. like so dumb, but it, also it's, like, it's so funny as a child <laughs> to think that you're like, you know, you do something. I mean, and and of course, first it's like your excitement of playing something that sounds moderately close to what you're mm-hmm. hearing, yeah. or something yeah. that you like, you know. But then 
it's it's so funny like looking back on an adult like realizing how far oh, off yeah. you actually oh, were yeah. and how it's much amazing. how much longer it actually took it's, to get there you know it's, it's <laughs> truly amazing i did a uh, i did an ep i wrote uh, three songs when i was 18 and they're 11 years old now and i went back and listened to it like a couple months mm-hmm. ago what you think <laughs> Wow, you yeah. know, I was like, is that good wow or bad wow? The bad wow. Oh, okay. like, oh man. Well, well, you were trying, you know. I know. Well, you were trying. Candy. I mean, I'm, I, I don't think of it often, but whenever I'm, you know, taking a stroll down memory lane like this, I always try to, I try to think and remember like what some of those first songs that I ever like, you know, tried to come up with were like, and. Man, it just must have been so terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like a part of me wishes that I could like undo that. No, no, not undo. I don't. I definitely wouldn't undo it, just because I'm sort of a. As I get older, I subscribe to the to the theory or belief that all of the things that you've done, both stupid and not stupid, have led you up to the point where you are. Now, absolutely, and I, I'm very happy and grateful, uh, and lucky to be at the point that I am now. And so I wouldn't go back and and try to undo any of those things. But I, I would like. I am curious as to like what, what that stuff was like, and like my, I mean, my folks didn't, didn't keep any of that. Like, I'm sure I don't know whatever happened to all those cassettes that we made on the boombox like um but yeah there's part of me that's like man i wonder it would be kind of interesting to go back and listen to those tapes that i made when i was 13 or 14 years old and just like good god i'm just curious of what that top sounds like as it was swinging with the drums man (laughs) i think that experiment lasted about probably 10 minutes before like even we knew nothing, but I'm sure we were just like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> like, we're just going to have to wait till we can get some symbols. I just remember, like, thinking, well, all it takes is, like, we just write, like, I don't know, maybe a song, and then we can get a record deal. You know, it's just, it was like, <laughs> that's not worse. Yeah, because, like, yeah, yeah, some record producer is going to be walking by the, <laughs> by the house, yeah. hearing us in our garage, you know. No, but that, like, I mean talking about like you know how that sort of stuff progresses like I remember you know being 18 not when I was still in high school but when I went to college I remember like trying to like you know still just trying to have bands and write songs and stuff and like before I'd ever even gone on a tour like booked a tour or done any kind of like touring whatsoever I remember like um like mailing uh shitty like demo CDs to like finding addresses of record labels and like sending them this stuff and it's just like so crazy you know just like that was a thing that I thought would be a good idea at the time, like <laughs> the time Warner, Warner like, Brothers well, it, was, it was like yeah you know, know like, all the, like, <laughs> like all the you know that the time it was like like I went I came up through like I was really into like punk punk rock and punk music as a teenager and, and like that was kind of like punk and indie and you know grunge and all that sort of stuff but 
Um, so that was sort of the stuff that I was more aware of. And then, um, you know, when I got to college, I sort of got became more aware. Like, I, I didn't really even listen to, like, a lot of country music until I was, like, 21, 22 years old. And I was like, holy shit. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just remember always... Never, never like thinking that uh, music was something that I could do as a career or a, um, a business or for a living, but just something that I knew that I wanted, like I wanted to do all the time. And however I could try to make that happen was what I wanted to try to do. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was just like <laughs> part of the thing was just like, well you gotta you gotta write songs you gotta try to make a recording you gotta try to um um you just gotta try i don't know let's uh let's let's go right there and so um like you were sharing the night with the story about american made yeah and um i mean with just caleb and randy they come in they have been listening to uh water waters yeah for months and uh caleb told me he's like you know this is the he's been to a lot of shows here He's like, this is the first time I've been here and like, was aware of who the person was. Wow. Yeah. And uh, when he requested the song, and then she, you know, she wanted to mm. hear uh, "Let It Breathe," mm-hmm. and he was like, well, "We're so stoked." And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, let's talk about that songwriting process. At the beginning, was it introspective, or uh, is it always like just looking through the lens of another, or is it just kind of varied? Or? Man, there's no. Rhyme or there's no there's no one way I feel always I always feel like a real fool when I try to talk about writing a song because there really isn't a way that I know to talk about it that I, that I feel like makes sense at least to a person other than myself just be, just because I like I it's never just one way. It's never really just one thing. Or if it, in the rare occasions that it is, it's just kind of that thing where it just kind of hits you. Mm-hmm. And that's happened to me maybe four or five times in all the years that I've been trying to write songs. Um, but, I mean, I know, the one thing that I know for sure is that I've always, ever since the first like I was talking about remembering my, my mother singing that song is like the first mem- like that memory for me is you know you think a little a kid hearing their mother sing a song to them is like the thing that I to this day 30 some years later the thing that I remember and the thing that affects me about that memory is not the sweetness of the song but like the sadness and the bittersweetness of that song um and even as a small child like i like i remember feeling that not the like not just a purely uplifting thing but i remember feeling like that uh that pang like that just the like that pang of bittersweetness um, and that I think is the thing that's always attracted me to songs, and that's the th- the thing I guess that has always kind of been the driving force in just about every 
song I've ever written is that um, sort of it's always at least semi dark and 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 I just that's the sort of that's the sort of stuff that um, I've been drawn to ever since I was a, a little kid. So absolutely. So that just as far as writing songs, that kind of has been. Um, that's just kind of been the like the the force behind pretty much all the songs I've ever written. Um, and I don't like. There's been times where I've thought about like trying to change that or do something. I don't know. Like people, you know, there are as you as you keep going and 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 doing things and you know talk to people about it people will say well don't you uh, all your songs are so dark or so sad or whatever and it's like well <laughs> you don't isn't my experience of life has been that that is most of what life is mm-hmm. um and uh that's just the part uh that's just the parts that I feel like I have uh, I have something to say about, um, and I mean, hopefully, if you if you hang out with me or spend any time with me, like <laughs> that, you don't feel like that's my personality. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel like it's for me that like that the writing and the songs and stuff is a way for me to. Um, express express that and 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 get that out and have that be um, a, a positive force rather than just something that causes me to like I'm you know I think I'm a person with a dark turn of mind but also there are, um, especially you know as I've gotten older and um, f- feel like I'm really lucky to have the life that I have uh, you know things are things are uh, <laughs> things are good and I don't like I, I I appreciate the opportunity that songs have afforded to um, make something try to make something good that people can connect with out of that um, that darkness I guess for example for that show man Caleb um, right before he stepped in and I guess asked you about the pronunciation mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. song uh he was like, that song is meta for me. And I was, and it, and it goes mm-hmm. to that right there. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it is that dark. It is that willingness to be just, it's like you're throwing a dagger, man. Mm-hmm. You're just straight through truth. Mm-hmm. It's like, so. a, and that line where you said, I, you know, I fell in love with a girl that stuttered. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's my girl. There you go. You know? Yeah. And that's why it makes sense to me. Yeah. And that's why I love that song. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> and I, that's the connection. Yeah. That's when the artist... He, he painted the picture. That's what it's for, and it's uh, the ways in which I feel lucky that that happens are infinite. Like it's truly is amazing. Like will never cease to amaze me that that is a thing that can happen in the world. Like whenever I start to feel down on myself or just like uh, down on whatever I'm doing, it's like remember. Th- stories and memories like that that are, make me kind of pull out of it and just be like 
it does even if it doesn't feel like it all the time it it does work and it, mm-hmm. most 99 percent of the time you won't even know or see that it is working but mm-hmm. that's all you can do is is um get it out of yourself and put it into Just the world see what happens see what happens and Spencer with you man like uh, the storytelling before playing a song man, yeah. it really created a way to attach yourself to the song even if you you know even if you weren't in your shoes yeah. like when you were talking about American Made you know I could just imagine like you know you painted the perfect picture when you're, <laughs> before going into the song yeah and so just being able to connect and yeah so what about your songwriting process and just <clears throat> share a little bit about how that works uh I mean, I definitely have uh, many a song with a with a, a darker take, uh, like Pete, um, and and I think a lot of the time, you know, I I said this the the other night, kind of jokingly, but I was like, no, it really makes a lot of sense. I was like, we uh, we we write the dark songs and push them out so we can go on and be happy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean, and it's really kind of you know whatever your thing is to. Get out all the, all the, <laughs> all the, the bad thoughts or whatever. Yeah. Um, is is your way, and that has all that that just became my way. I mean, um, like Dark Tonight, for example, mm-hmm. is one of the songs that I uh, that I played tonight, and uh, that's the first song on my record. Um, uh, last year. Around the summertime, I found myself in a in a, a a falling out with 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 a with a woman, and 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 I took it really hard. And it and I what made it especially hard was that I realized it almost had almost nothing to do with her. You know, mm-hmm. it had more to do with me avoiding the the reflection of myself. Mm. Me actually like looking at myself and dealing with with the inner conflict, yeah. and that song, while working through it, I played it over and over again. I mean, I'm talking, you know, thirty times a day. So you know, it was, it was is, almost medicinal. It was it was like I did it over and over again because because this I was like this is the good coming out of the bad. This is me fighting my way through the dark. Is that where the shirt comes from? So where the shirt comes? No, actually, no, 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 no. Actually, my friend, my friend Cody Rogers, who's also a great songwriter, plug for my boy Cody. Um, he's a great graphic designer, and he's like hanging tough. I don't know, old school boxer. We're staying here tonight, so I'm taking off my boots. Um, and uh, so, but I have definitely found that it is uh, is just therapy. Uh, for one and then and for the other it's like I love a catchy tune man and I'm still looking for my won't back down yeah you know <laughs> so I'm still I'm I'm still seeking that because because I just out of out of what is therapeutic for me it's just I at the end of the day I just love a good song that will will stay in your head and yeah. and and give you something to just cycle through your mind and you know well, y'all have both done that to me tonight. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. I, I want to talk about this uh, for a minute. Both of you, uh, uh, guitar work is great. The finger picking. Thank you. Uh, Thanks. Phenomenal job working through it, man. Thank uh, you. So, 
on on the guitar, what were some of those? And you closed out with a Willie Nelson cover. Yeah. And so, uh, what were some of the like guitar? Who were the guys you were covering? Like when you got really into like, okay, I really want to hone in finger picking. Man, if you could list it. I don't re- man. I feel like. Or was it kind of finding your own way? My well, I I think my finger picking is very. I've always thought it's really not very good, and it's not based on any technical thing. It just was kind of like uh, was first was me just trying to figure out a way to uh, play the melodies that I was um, trying to come up with, um, and I think to like to this day, like most people would like use all their fingers, but I just use my thumb and my ring finger, my middle finger. I use my in- my index finger actually. Like I'll just use. Me too. Like, uh, yeah, just yeah. Like I can't even use. Yeah. I'm only using two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, thought, I thought tonight I saw you using your middle no. a little bit, but you yeah. It just hangs there. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, your thumb totally, is totally your wrong. Your thumb is controlling the bass. This and... is totally wrong. It's not based on any method or anything. It's just based. It's just the way that I've figured out how to do it. Um. The only. Uh, the only person that I feel like I in retrospect that I feel like I've tried to that sort of copy or that I've ripped off is a woman named Elizabeth Cotton um, who was a old uh, she was part of like sort of the folk revival in the 60s and she was from North Carolina um, and she made a couple of records like for folk folkways in the 60s um, but I feel like my finger picking style is mostly based off of Elizabeth Cotton and then just me um, trying to figure it out yeah. however just trying to yeah just trying to figure it out which has basically just been all I've ever <laughs> done it's like just yeah. been me trying to figure it out yeah, right. somehow absolutely I have, I have a similar take yeah um, yeah I don't know if I have anybody that I can reach to in particular um, but I, I I think just like the finger picking is just a is a way to create a rhythm all on your own mm-hmm. when you don't have a band mm-hmm. you know I mean it just it gives the song a little more movement it does yeah that's why I'm always like fin- I'm either finger picking or I'm like chugging Shuffling. you know mm-hmm. it's just like it's either just like a straight steady pick or it's a or it's a finger pick that that just moves the song along mm-hmm. yeah guys to uh, begin to walk this thing out the door let's yeah. talk about the future and uh-huh. uh, just what y'all have going on now talk <clears throat> I mean uh, just solo you have two records out I have two records out I'm working on the next one just uh, just trying to keep doing the thing make another record put it out <laughs> keep playing shows that's a, that's so this won't be up by tomorrow but y'all be in Jackson tomorrow mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what about the future? Could you project a little bit of the early 2020 of where things are going? Just play some more shows. But I'm 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 trying to play I'm trying to play more shows. I'm trying to finish the next record. I'm gonna work on another record with my friend Will in a band that we have called Marie Lepanto. Um, there's a uh, there's a Water Liars record that was made years ago that needs to come out at some point. Um, I'm trying to finish up my application. I'm trying to get into grad school for creative writing. 
So I'm trying to do that right now. Um, got a lot going on. Yeah, just you know, plugging along with <clears throat> different stuff. That's as usual, business as usual. Yeah, man. Just mm-hmm. plugging along. Spencer. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? Um. Strangely enough, I'm uh, similar in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I was, while Pete was talking all about that, it, it made me really think about, it's like, we're trying to keep this up and then also sort of accomplish like regular life goals, you know, that other, that other normal humans want to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, besides just making records, it's like, I'm, I'm actually uh, getting, uh, going to get, finish school, I dropped out five years ago, and I'm actually going to finish with a social sciences degree in May. Great. Um, I've started working on some some newer tunes. I, I played I played a couple tonight. They were um, good. Uh, Enjoyed them, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I uh, I've been playing keys uh, with uh, Jimbo Mathis of the Squirrelnut Zippers. Um, I saw that. Um, and uh, and he was kind of talking to me. We've we've kind of been passing uh, ideas back and forth of, of how maybe my next record could sound. Um, and he's I think going to have some involvement in the in the production of it. And uh, so uh, we're seeing what shakes down there. Um, uh, you know, other than that, it's sort of the same as Pete's. It's just continue to to plug along and. And play more shows and, and take the opportunities as they come. But um, you know, every day I just try to sit down with a notebook and just complete an idea. It's like anything that I can. I'm really on the on the idea of just stacking up the days of of work because when it comes to tunes, it's just like the more hours you spend digging, the more likely you're going to find gold. I'm telling you, it's uh. I, I, I've been Android forever, and mm-hmm. I, a month ago I swapped over to iPhone. So wow. I got a, I got an iPad and I got an iPhone on me now, and Man. so uh, and I work a job where I get to go out in the city. I work over in Starbucks, so I'm always communicating and like meeting people and mm-hmm. serving people and mm-hmm. like doing different things throughout the city. <laughs> and so if something strikes me, like if mm-hmm. maybe the way they come at me, mm-hmm. or uh, just maybe the way they worded something you know mm-hmm. I'll jot it down on my note and then it's sitting at the iPad at the house so you do it and yeah. uh, I've had um, two of the latest songs that I wrote was an idea that I thought were going to be three separate songs and it ended up just being verse mm-hmm. verse verse yeah. you never know where the you don't like and, and that's the thing about it, and it's so great to sit down and uh, talk with two songwriters at Man, the same yeah. time and just kind of talk about the process because no animal is the same no, never, never once is it the same. Yeah, I'll have. It's funny you mention that. I'll have, I'll have pieces like little bits and pieces of things that you think will be one thing, and then the next thing you know, there's different pieces are hanging around for six months or a year or two years or shit. I've had stuff hang around for damn near ten years, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> the next thing you know, like it. This piece, this piece that was that was just hanging around for God knows how long, all of a sudden finds its way into the the right thing for it, um, and it's always a surprise, and it's always <laughs> always a very small victory, but a victory nonetheless, or feels mm-hmm. like one. 
Anyway. Yeah, y'all walk us out with some music. Yeah, man. All right. So this is this is Pete again. This one's for Ranger Randy and for for Alan. Um, thanks for sitting down with us and taking the time. Because that's the one song that I ever sat down and tried to write something that I thought would be like a happy song that <laughs> would be like 
uh, popular or whatever. And <laughs> 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 I'll be damned if it didn't halfway work. It's, this one, Spence again. I'm uh, gonna end it on a little bit of a uplifting side. This song is called Fog. Out the window, sun is shining Wishing it were shining in my head Eyes tracked with little red rivers Blazing toward a black and shallow bed Then I see some beauty Birds are singing to me Space in my mind is shifting I feel the fog lifting In the spell of a shaky dream Someone's always chasing after me Shut the blinds and lock my home Knowing that I'm safe when I'm alone mm. Wondering is it worth it Wallowing feeling worthless Space in my mind is shifting I feel the fog lifting 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 Thank y'all so much, man. Thank, Thank you, Alan. Alan. It's been another Thanks. episode of Porch Talk, man. I'm uh, glad y'all came to Columbus, and I uh, can't wait to see y'all again. Yeah. Grateful and glad to be here, yeah. man. Yeah, man. We'll see you next time. Yes, sir. News and notes. Jamie, thank you so much for setting all this up, for having Pete and Spencer over to Pleasure House and allowing us to record a podcast after. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show, subscribe, follow, like, and while you're at it, uh, give Pete and Spencer a follow on their social media and look for them in 2020 and uh, follow them and see what they're up to and get excited, listen to their music, support them. And so uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Porch Talk. I think I've said everything I need to say. So. Uh, Till next time, peace out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.